As you watch the screen, your heart begins to beat faster. There's a fluttering in the pit of your stomach. Your throat is dry. Your palms damp. Suddenly a chill runs down your spine. You clutch the person next to you. You tell yourself, it's only a movie. It's only a movie. But sooner or later, it's time to go Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. This is our review of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, starring Lisa Zane, Sean Greenblatt, Leslie Dean, Brecken Meyer, Ricky Dean Logan, Yafet Koto, Tom Arnold, Roseanne Barr, and Robert England. Directed by Rachel Talalay, released in 1991 on a budget of $5 million. Well, they went all out for this one. Grossed $34.8 million at the box office. I, Is it just me, Jay, or do these numbers seem underwhelming to you? It's a little bit. We, yeah. I, well, I mean, and, and these were successes, so it just goes to tell you what a success nowadays is versus what a success it was back then. I know, then. right? Like, you know, every movie now, even, I mean, Blumhouse does movies for this cheap and makes, you know, these huge box offices like, you know, $80 million and stuff off of two and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. m- most of your big studio horror movies, and there aren't many of those around anymore, but if there is one, I mean, you're talking $10, $12 million, you know, and, and if they got 34 out of it, holy cow, they'd be losing their minds. I mean, you gotta get 100 on the first week Weekender, you're a loser. You know, it's we've come a, we've come a real different way in Hollywood. But you know what? This, that's the funny thing you mentioned that New Line as a studio was the studio Freddie had built because not only off the box office, all the merchandising, and they had the freaking Freddie TV show at this point, and mm-hmm. you know you had you had everything going Freddy on. Freddie masks up the wazoo. Yes, you had the, all the home video revenue, which was a new stream for everybody, and they were cashing in on that. New Line as a studio was the house Freddie built and like they, they would just put out a nightmare on elm street film like five, five and six happened essentially just because they needed some more money but they decided <laughs> with this one like this was it and it's, it's rare usually it's like somebody else along the way says hey we got to kill this off the studio eventually will get done with it like we've been talking about it over on the the friday the 13th podcast with ron at part eight paramount was like yeah we're done and that's when New Line bought it and promptly sank the Jason franchise for you know a decade and a half because they only got two movies out of it. But really, the the original filmmakers were done with that one after Part Four, and mm-hmm. then Paramount came back and said, "No, we need more." And they did Five, Six, Seven, and Eight of, of Jason. In the process, of course, all these Freddy films have come out. But you got to think about it from New Line's point of view. They did. Six Freddy films in seven years. <laughs> I mean, that, that is crazy, town. That's a lot of Freddy. Yeah, you know Robert England is like so done with it at this point, and everybody is, and and it's so well, funny. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, he was done with it at this point. When they were making this in 1990, like he was really happy that this was going to be it, and they made no bones about it whatsoever. I mean, talk about a spoiler warning in the title. You know, we're like, yeah, we're going to friggin' kill him off and they're going to go all out. There's all this talk about there's this 3D ending and all this stuff. And now I, you know, at this point with horror films for me, I was kind of out of my face with them. You know, because there had been two Halloween films that I had been able to, to catch out at that point, four and five. And then there wasn't another one until 1995. So I was just, uh, if I watched a horror movie, I was watching that. I wasn't watching the Freddy movies at this point. So I don't remember when this came out. I remember seeing it mm-hmm. on the the rental shelf, and I never bothered to watch it. In fact, I did not see this until many years later when I bought the box set. And I bought the box set, gosh, I don't know, four or five years ago. I guess it's been now. And I, it was the first time I'd ever watched it was then. And I got my 3D glasses out, and I watched the sequence in 3D once. I didn't do it for this review. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, what wasn't worth it. I saw it one time as well. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. That's enough. Yeah, it's like, see it once, and then you're, you're kind of done. You know, like, eh, I don't need to see that again. Uh, but... You know, I didn't. I didn't remember much about this one. Uh, I've been surprised at how favorable we have found these films to be. I really thought we would have have gotten the fork and knife out 
at this point with <laughs> Freddy because most people have like most people will you know a lot of people like four most people hate five we both kind of liked five uh, I particularly thought it was pretty smart but they ditched all of that because that was not a success in comparison to the franchise so they decided they're going to kill it off here and I, I want to tell you Brian I was real curious to see how I would feel about this one coming back because I've never had good vibes for this film ever before watching it i've seen it maybe three times before we reviewed it here okay well i'm curious to see how we go about this one as well because uh i don't i think i've only seen this one maybe two or three times ever because we've gone through the freddy series my wife and i multiple times so i probably about three times i've seen it before this so i i remember a lot of it when it happened and, and both holly and i uh, my wife we did a lot of talking as we were watching this one. Oh, i remember this part yeah okay so yeah um it came back real fast. Yeah, my wife had never seen this one before. She watched it with me as well. And, well, I'll tell you when her comments come in because they are kind of hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was a point in this when I just stopped taking notes and I just started letting the film absorb or whatever into me. And uh, maybe maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. We'll get into it. But, I mean, Believe look, it or not, yeah. I actually took notes the whole movie this one. Well, good, because maybe you can track. And I hadn't before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then, then it's your job to keep this on track somehow <laughs> uh, when the filmmakers clearly couldn't. Spoiler alert. So, okay, as we already know, Freddy's going to die, but why don't you tell us how that goes down, Brian? Uh, Freddy decides it's time to get out of Springwood, Ohio, as he's killed off all the children except for one. He decides to use his long-lost child, a daughter, to do so. The daughter, Maggie, works as a dream therapist, and it is through this avenue Freddy intends to broaden his killing grounds. We also learn the origin of Freddy's powers as a dream demon and see flashbacks to when he was captured and killed. Freddy is able to get several of the teenagers Maggie works with, but with the help of the fellow therapist, Doc, and a tough girl, Tracy, ooh, real tough, <laughs> Maggie engages Freddy in the dream world and takes him out in an explosive climax. It's in the title, folks. Freddy is dead. Yeah, I didn't remember that Freddy's powers were basically demon spermatozoa <laughs> um well, it's gotta be something <laughs> I, my wife first looked at that and said i didn't realize freddie was evil tadpoles and then she's like oh well oh. she had a better thought than i did <laughs> well she said oh wait those aren't tadpoles are they Ooh, those were her exact words <laughs> and i yeah yeah uh, i remembered this one as the one that had Roseanne and tom arnold in it um, I will admit Sadly, now, I did not remember that. Part. Oh yeah, this one's the one littered with cameos. The thing is, is I was a Roseanne fan. Like I loved oh, yeah. that show. We watched that in my house. It was a big deal. I think this was the point when that show had really kind of tipped its scales and jumped its own shark or whatever. Just, you know, well, yeah, because Tom Arnold's in there as well, and Tom yeah. Arnold. That's when the show jumped the can because John Goodman was gone. Right. Tom Arnold has done one good role his entire career in my opinion and that was true lies that is a i would 100 percent agree with you that someday we'll have to review that great one movie. because it's a very fun movie he gives a great performance in it he's great up against arnold you know another person who really can't act but has a ton of presence on the screen for sure and they are fun in that movie together but tom arnold was in this i knew that and i remembered there was a 3d ending to which i you know in my menu it said which one do you want to watch and I was like, clearly not that one, and because I wasn't going to dig up for my glasses for it. But I remembered almost nothing else about it. The funny thing about this, and I think we just need to start with the big twist here, okay? Well, for, first and yeah. foremost, I want to say one other thing about Tom Arnold. Okay, I will give him good credit because he did an actually pretty good job in the movie Nine and a Half, Nine Months. Was it Nine Months, something like that? Nine and a Half with Hugh Grant. Oh, Nine Months. Yeah, the one where he knocks up Julianne Moore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I think, a pretty funny movie with Tom uh, Tom Arnold. But oh, anyway, yeah. R remember he. Hugh Grant used to be a thing? Wow. Well, that's before he got in bed with the transvestite. got <laughs> caught. Then he kind of became not a thing anymore. Yeah. I don't think he's ever, like, come back. It's not a bad thing. Not so. really. No. <laughs> Brian, I don't think we can really go through this chronologically. I mean, we could, but that would be kind of boring this time. I just want to talk about the big twist. All right? The, the big, not the spermatozoa twist, by the way. The big, oh, the, the big twist that Freddy's got a kid. And they play mm -hmm. it off for a third of the movie as if it's this John Doe character that we'll get to. 
which um, you knew the whole time it wasn't. Yeah, because I the mean, math. Yeah, the math makes no sense on that at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you start doing the the birth math, because we know Freddie was supposedly like killed in the '60s or something, or the early '70s or something like that, based on the time lab that's been set out there, and. And so it had to be somebody older. And then the flashbacks, it's a girl. And you're like, oh, that's not a victim. That's obviously going to be Maggie. Lisa Zane, Billy Zane's sister. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to tell you, I didn't know the big twist of the movie. You know, when I first time I saw it, and I have never been fooled that Freddie had a son. I was like, no, nope, right. Freddie, Freddie would be the kind of twisted person that would have, but he would be a daughter. Like, that would be the thing, is that he was this child killer, and he killed these little girls and stuff. And, it, you know, they they play back, though, some of that stuff that they really didn't want to get into in that first movie, that Freddie was this child molester and killer, you know, that Wes Craven was afraid he couldn't get into or they would never get the movie released. They play back into that just a little bit here. Yeah, and I mean, they tried to keep the whole pretense that the John Doe was the uh, the son thing, but it was obvious from the very first flashback when we saw, you know, the little girl running through the yard and everything that goes on there, yeah. that it was definitely her. I mean, it was to me, it was plain and simple, obvious. So, so here's the thing, though. Here's the other reason you know John Doe is not the the kid because he calls it out, and you never get to call yourself out. You can't call your own shot in a horror movie. You can't <laughs> right. go, "Oh, I'm the important thing. I'm the magical MacGuffin." Nope, you're just going to get killed, Looney Tune Thank style. God. I might add. Which okay, we we're going to get to the. Three, count them, three kills that are in this movie and how incredibly lame they all are later. Mm, but well, he, he mm. may be the worst one of all. We'll, we'll get there. But yeah, the, the big twist is that Freddy's got a kid. And the other thing is they open up on this War Games like map of Springwood, Ohio. It's actually the whole United States, right? And it's, it's Springwood, Ohio, where all of the children are dead and the parents are in a mass psychosis. And they show us that later. And I mean, it is so screwed up, man. Like the the parents are teaching school to empty classrooms. They're your Roseanne and Tom are holding carnivals for children that are long <laughs> since dead. And I'm like, man, Freddy won. When does that happen in a horror series though, where the horror villain wins? Like it would be like if if Haddonfield finally said, Screw it, no more Halloween. Well, they did in part six, I guess. But if they had done it like beforehand, right? Like, you know, no, we're never doing that again. And if if Crystal Lake had actually stayed closed in the Friday the thirteenth series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like the the US just gave up on Springwood, Ohio. Like like the state just said Put a wall up and just let them let them stay because they're just put a, put, put yeah. a magical wall up. I mean, yeah. really, yeah, right. Like it's, it, there's a there's airplanes flying out. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on in this. But what is not happening is birthing. Like there's well, no. I do want to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do want to give the movie a little bit of credit though, Jay. And the credit is that we finally find out why that house is so important. Yeah, they they read because that was Freddy's house. Yeah, it was Freddy's Freddy's house. house. Don't you think that would have been useful information, like three movies ago? (laughs) Like they, but you know what? I mean, it makes sense that they would come up with something for this. He seems to just skulk around that house all the time. Anyway, they've got to find some reason that he's tied to it, and it's not Nancy anymore, and that he was defeated there. That's what they've played it off as up to this point, but. Now we find out, no, that was Freddy's house. And that's the thing, though, that about this one that, that messes with me, though, Brian. How did a, did somebody as twisted and messed up as Freddy Krueger ever get it together enough to have, like, a family in the burbs and that kind of house? Like, that, well, I mean, doesn't seem like at, something he could have done. Look at some of the notorious serial killers in the world. They had that, man. Ted Bundy. Okay, uh, look at T- him, man. Ted's All these people. One, but that you know, that's I, I don't even know if I hold that the one up. BTK killer. Okay, BTK's probably a better a better example. Yeah, yeah. He I he mean, had I a mean, good they, life. It exists. Yeah. These people have to they have to have another life. Um, to, that they lead, right? They're not all just going out and murdering all the time. They they hide that. That's their that's their secret. That's their other personality. So beyond that, they have a normal existence Boy, do, in the world. Do you know how cool that would have been if they played it right in this movie? Like they well, they totally they totally played it wrong because yeah. number one, 
uh, Nancy's dad is one of the people who killed him. Why the fuck would he move into her ho- his house? <laughs> oh, yeah, talk about covering up the right? evidence, right? I mean, <laughs> Come on. Maybe that's the way to do it, right? You know, they're not going to so, search the chief's house. Exactly. I guess. So there, there's things there, but but we do get that tie back, and now we know it's his house, <laughs> and that's kind of why it's so magical to him. But I, I do give him credit for that because they put that together. And I do have to say that some of the backstory that we get, I really enjoyed in this movie too. You know, learning about the the wife finding out what he was doing, seeing his underground lair um, where he was building these weapons and toys and torture devices. I thought that was really cool. It's like an S and M dungeon down there or something. It's like what he had going uh, on. Is what it looked kind of. Yeah, and it's more of a killing thing than a sexual thing though well yeah but again all of freddy's implements of destruction are they're digital in nature and that means you got to use your hands on them like it's all about Mm -hmm. reaching out and touching somebody with the the super bad touch if you will i mean that's that's freddy that's what the glove's all about with him and the thing is is like you you see these flashbacks like his daughter basically catches it messing around with it and he's like what are you doing you know and that's the other thing that's so i it is the creepy part of this and again if they had played it right it could have really worked and been something genuinely scary that this guy had a family could have been like btk was you know that's just normal Mm -hmm. person because at the time we hadn't got him but now we know but either way this normal person is out there and secretly he's this mass murderer of all time and we get all kinds of stuff here they do the flashback of freddie getting killed by the parents again and it's actually the second time that's happened though brian i don't know if you uh catch your l ray network on your sling tv like i do but they have freddy's nightmares on there basically on demand you can watch and you can go pull up the episode where freddy uh gets killed by the rents if you want to see oh. it. Uh, it i'll have to check that out because i i, I do get l ray obviously yeah. as you know and i haven't i didn't see it in the um on demand section, so I'll have to look. It, it's been in there because I went back and watched that episode w- when I watched this movie because I thought I want to go see the the other killing of Freddy. It's not much better done. It's actually kind of all done in shadows and it's just weird. But it was a sweeps thing apparently. But hmm. it's there. But they do it here and and of course play it off that Freddy makes the. Faustian deal with the devil or whatever the I'll take immortal power and that's the thing though is the explanation that Freddy is the slave of these dream demons because Doc's got this weird art thing going on in his Mm. office too (laughs) and I'm like I don't you're strange art you need to leave that at home man that's like workplace violations there but you know I mean it could it could have been weirder I guess but it was getting kind of creepy and Greek and strange there with with all that I just thought to boil it down to that is don't you kind of suck away some of the power of Freddy that he was just this evil monster to now that he is the dream demons uh puppet um, you know, I didn't really think that myself. I didn't mind the whole Dream Demon piece because he's got to get his power from somewhere. Before it was, what, taking the souls of the children and right. that's how he fed himself. But there needed to be kind of an explanation. Is it the best explanation they could come up with? Hell no. It's kind of stupid. And and then the fact at the end where they they leave his body and search something new... That was kind of lame, too, right? But um, it does explain how he can keep coming back from the fucking dead. <laughs> I guess they've got to come up with some something or whatever. This is the thing, though. Like The thing that tied Freddy and Jason together, more so than they had a crossover movie together to me, was that they were your slashers that were avenging some sort of wrong that they felt had been done. Jason avenging his mother getting killed, never mind the fact that she was a mass murderer, and Freddy avenging the fact that he got vigilante killed. Because he got arrested, went to jail, got out on technicality. We get all those details here. He gets out on that this time, and you know the mom in the first movie explained that to us. Now we get to see it lived out, and that's the thing is that Freddie was always just this this vengeance thing that he, he and Jason shared that together. Whereas like Pinhead and Hellraiser and Michael Myers were just forces of evil. Well, Michael Myers was a druid thing too. That was a weird cult thing, but you know, you know what I mean, right? Like they they had their own personal reason, and then to kind of give it this supernatural thing, I don't know. It just 
it's an answer. It's just not a real good one. And I kind of, I, I sort of would have rather it been a mystery. But I guess if you're going to kill it off, and I mean, again, they thought, yeah, let's kill him off. Let's end it. I, you got to explain it all once and for all, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I'm glad that they tried to explain a little bit. But again, like, like I said, it's not the greatest uh, option to go with. And it was kind of really lame. It. Yeah, it's not it's not the best best thing at all. Let's talk about our three victims here real quick, and then we can talk about our heroines because we really have three of those too, as it were. We've got Carlos, who has a hearing aid because he's deaf in one ear, but then he's got a hearing aid for the one ear, right? Because because his mom like abused him and hit him in the head and stuck things in his ears, which is oh god, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I have I have like an ear, like I don't want. People touching my, you know, I don't do the, the whole mess with my ears thing because that that's always kind of mess with me. You got him. You got Spencer Breckenmeyer, you know, playing a stoner before he would go and play a stoner several other times in his life. Clueless, most uh, most famously, I guess. <laughs> yes, but playing uh, the like, I guess the typical rebellious rich kid. You know, he builds pipe bombs. Uh, Chekhov's pipe bomb, I called it, in in his spare time, and his dad keeps throwing him in rehab facilities or whatever. But and he plays video Working games really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. plays video games and smokes weed. That's kind of Spencer. And then John Doe, who we open up the movie with. I did like the opening nightmare, like the the first you know ten minutes of this, or or not ten minutes, the first five minutes of it. I'm like, oh man, this is like uh, the precursor to Final Destination movies. I I love those. This is cool. Mm. The old plane crash and all that. I loved it. And then when it, it flashed out of the dream, I was like, and there went the good part of the movie. Well, I like the Wizard of Oz sense of the house falling from the tornado type thing. You know, that was, <laughs> well, that was it was fun. it was good up until Freddie became the witch and had that dumb <laughs> line. You know, that was. That was bad. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, let's, uh, how about that tumble? Add <laughs> that some. has to be by far the worst tumble down a hill I've ever seen on a movie. I don't know if that guy was doing his own stunt, if they got a stunt man who was just bad that day. That, is, that was one of the worst looking stunts that I've ever seen in a horror movie. It's a bad fall. Like, it, it doesn't look normal or real and it it feels like it's cut up too like he falls two feet and then he has to kind of throw himself further like it wasn't steep enough you know and that's when i realized something too i was like you know look no offense rachel talloway but she started out working on the first movie just working for new line and she just kind of worked her way up through the production end of things and they were like okay now you get to be the director and it's like you clearly tell this somebody doesn't know how to direct anything because if, if she's seeing that she's got to go like we got to get a better hill and the fact that it was wow, just yeah. like nah, the never-ending hill, yeah, that'll do. And that, I mean, that, I feel like that was what was uttered many times in the set. Was like, yeah, that'll do. And they just sort of <laughs> went with it. I mean, especially Robert England, Good he enough. mails it in bad this time. I'm sorry, this is his <laughs> worst performance as Freddy. There's no heart into it at all. Uh... Okay. Name a worse one. Okay. Name a worse one. Well, in the no, previous I just, five. There's some good stuff in here, and we'll get to it. Okay. I'm curious to hear what you think is good because I think it's mostly hot garbage. I mean, this, this movie <laughs> I, I, is a I mess. do want to say that if, a, if someone took a tumble down a never ending hill the way he did, he'd be dead. Yes. And number two, falling. To the down the hill and landing headfirst on a rock, he'd for sure be freaking dead. But see, that's the thing: is he really doing that, or is that a is that a dream? Well, he's he wakes having? up in the other town. Yeah, it's so strange. on the rock with blood. Yeah, it's so weird where we are here. Like he dreams he's trying to get out of Springwood, but then he can't get out. But Freddie's trying to get out too, and like there's that mysterious kid that's like he's gonna come, you're gonna help him, and I'm like, right? What happened to the jump rope girls? Where did they? Uh, they're go? not in this one. I they? know. Yeah, I was looking for them. Yeah. I was like, where are the jump rope girls? Where's all that? None of that stuff gets played off here at all. So that jump- was a big bummer. Yeah, because they've been in every single movie. Yeah, yeah, but really. Not this one. Yeah, we but- do get we do get the tune. Yeah, I mean they they play but, that. Oh God, do they use the tune? They play that music <laughs> constantly. Yes. So, yeah. but, but let's talk about our three Vicks though, and how they all die though, because they, I mean, they happen, you know, sort of in succession. Carlos gets killed because Freddie like 
infects his hearing aid and it becomes like and then Freddy does like torture gags for hearing like he oh. amps it up and he like he runs his fingernails on the chalkboard and he drops okay. a thousand pins. pins oh yes oh this i think this was a brilliant scene <laughs> i'm sorry really but to me having freddy take the hearing aid out right and then come up behind him dancing around him like Ah, you can't hear me. I thought that was hilarious. As sad as that is on my human uh, humanity, <laughs> to think that it's fucking hilarious for Freddy to dance around a deaf kid because he can't hear him. I did find that humorous. Um, I like the whole idea of giving him the thing and it giving him super hearing because what's worse, having no hearing or being able to hear every single minute sound. I mean, think of the Buffy episode where she could hear everything. Right. That would drive you nuts. Uh, it did, so yeah. So maybe the no hearing's better. Mm-hmm. Question, though, yeah. is uh, the point of order on this. He only has one hearing aid. Right. So he should be able to hear out of his other ear. Right? No, no, they play out that they actually drop a line that he's completely deaf in the other ear. And they and only they, got one, and they ear. couldn't okay. they couldn't repair it because his mom had got damaged it. it so much. I mean, they're trying okay, to play the part three sense, thing though. again here with the the kids in the halfway therapy deal. But they're trying to go back to part three with that callback. They're just. I, there's just not enough attention paid to these people because they're not completely introduced in the scene of their death, but they might as well have been. Like these yeah. these three people that die, John Doe lasts the longest, and Carlos and Spencer are just <laughs> well, set up to be killed. You know, right? And, he lasts the longest because he's the one who has to bring her back, right? Right. Yeah. He but uses anyway, her. Yeah. I, the car. You know. Sadly, I, I wrote. I, I really enjoyed that scene. That whole se- sequence. And I wrote in my notes that sadly, Freddy dancing behind the deaf kid is hilarious and <laughs> nails on the chalkboard is awesome. Okay. <laughs> because that drives my wife nuts. She's a teacher. Right. So they don't have chalkboards anymore for that specific reason. <laughs> I was going to say, I think if like you watch this now, if you're under the age of like 25 and you watch this movie, I wonder if you even have any idea what the, the joke is there. You know, <laughs> right. like, I mean, because you've grown up in the whiteboard era. I guess if it squeaked to death, you know, because the stamp dry race markers could do that. But you know, you know what? It would have worked. The problem for, for me is, and this is going to be the complaint about the Freddy Kills in this movie for me, is that, again, Robert England is sort of phoning it in and it goes on about four beats too long. It's like, got it. You're torturing him with the. I got it. We're gonna water drops. I got it. It's like it's like it just goes on and on and on, and finally it goes to the point where he can take him out. But Freddie like is not actively doing. He's not slashing anybody in this one. He's just doing things that cause them to die. It's very. I don't know. It was it was different than what I've seen before. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen Freddie do this sort of stuff before. Use environment to kill people. I mean, think about Greta choking to death. Well, the and, comic book one. Yeah, yeah there's other ones. Yeah, but it's the comic book the comic book one though was that was neat. Like there was something oh, I, cool I about that. This seems like a joke that should have happened two movies ago. You know? Well, I don't know. I liked it, and I I also will admit that I like Spencer's death as well. Okay, let's talk about old Spencer here, okay? So so he tokes up a good one, right? Like he gets a good Big burn, time. good burn on, right? And then the heater's on. And then like 8-bit Nintendo world, but he becomes a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like and he gets like Freddy's chasing him with a towel, he's slashing at him, and all I can think about is remember how cool it was when Freddy controlled Philip like he was a puppet in part three and threw him off the building? Yeah, this is not that cool. He gets the friggin' oh, power glove no. the Nintendo I love power, the glove. power glove. Oh, that is so Come lame. On. It's lame. No, it's a joke. No. Okay. That's of course it's a joke. Okay. It's meant to be a okay. joke. And Did- I think it's hilarious. Okay, go ahead and defend it then, because I think it was lame. No, I mean, this is 1991. I don't know if Super NES has even been released yet. I'd have to look that up on the wiki. But we had 8-bit systems. That's what we had. So the graphics are right on par with that type of thing. He's got, basically, he's, he's playing with an Atari, right? That's kind of the Atari joystick that he's got going on. I right. liked it. I thought it was cool. I think it's, now, the the real-life portion of it's kind of lame, where the Spencer's bouncing around back and forth. That was dumb. Thank you. That However, is horrible, yes. It was, yes. However, the game parts, 
are hilarious. I love Freddy Power Up. <laughs> I, and and the, the Power Glove was brilliant because the Power Glove's probably fairly new at that time. And it's just to fit that in, I thought was great. It It is a, an odd piece of product placement. Uh, I don't even know if it was like intentional or if it was just one of those let's be reverential to something that the kids are into nowadays and put this in the movie. I don't know. I just thought, again, like the Carlos death, it was just cheesy. And and that's the thing is like Freddie's been cheesy for a couple movies now, so that's not the new part of it. I was okay with the, you know him wanting to crack the jokes and be goofy and things like that. But like by 1991, the Power Glove wasn't even a thing anymore though. Like they well, had, they Power dis- Glove was released in 89. Yeah, they discontinued it so in 1990. That- so I mean, like well, it, okay. it wasn't it wasn't that big of so a deal. Super Super NES came out in. 1991, so right about the same time. Right. I mean, I get the idea of wanting to reference the video game. I get that. And I'm with you. The actual part in the game is kind of cool, because Spencer like, beats the crap out of his video game dad and stuff, which is, you know, kind of... Oh, that, with the... With the yes. I'm like, that's good. Ther- that's yep. the best therapy Spencer's gotten in all these years. It's just a little anger aggression therapy. I, I, maybe that's what he needed all this time. But clearly he keeps doing that, but of course he can't beat up Freddy, because Freddy over powers him and and you know gets the and but the thing is is robert england keeps dropping these like great graphics lines like he's high too you know and they do the the thing where they haven't done um, as much of before and i wish they hadn't done it here show us what's happening in the real world because what happens in the real world just looks insane it looks like spencer's hopping around and then he falls through the floor yeah, that yeah. was pretty dumb. Which I guess we've always wondered, like, what does it look like for everybody else to see, you know, Freddy getting? Well, you? we've seen it a couple times in in other movies. Yeah, I mean, we saw the the in the very first one, right? When the is it Tina or whatever is getting dragged across the ceiling? Yes. in her death. I mean, so yeah, I mean, they show things like that. So see, yeah, just okay. the whole concept of the bouncing was was pretty stupid. See, and you just brought up something there. It reminds me. This used to be something that was really menacing. When Freddy got you and finally got you in his sights to kill you, it was scary. It was freaky. It was weird. Now it's hilarious. Now it's kind of stupid. And I just feel like that's that's something lost in all of this as this is trying, overtly trying to be comedic now. As to where before when it was funny, it was just sort of a byproduct of the way things went. This is now deliberately concocted trying to be funny and the joke just wears thin too quick for me i i miss freddie being a little more menacing i guess yeah okay i mean i get that but he hasn't been that menacing for a while so it kind of fits the every once every every couple they're kind of a comedy more so than a horror film you know i guess i don't know i felt like the last one uh, he the last was, one was different, right? The last was one was different, better. and there there was some... I mean, again, we talked about the subtext of the movie and stuff, that there was some dark stuff going on in there. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, four, sure. four tried to be a little lighter, but they were still pretty messed up. I mean, you know, there yeah, was... Maybe, maybe uh, because of the heavy material in this one, with the whole backstory, they wanted to lighten things up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That's a good guess. This is as good a guess as anything else because I have no idea. Like I, you I, know, there's not a lot of extra features on Freddy's dead, so I don't know. I mean, there's just not yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, Spencer plays with power and weed and gets thrown through the floor, and that's that's him. So. I do want to say though, we do. You said it's a cameo filled one. We get Johnny Depp in his second Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, let's talk about that. The uh, riff on the uh, your your uh, this is your brain on drugs commercials, mm-hmm. right? Which the irony of Johnny Depp doing one of those commercials, by the way, that's not lost on me. Well, he did one back in the day. So. <laughs> yes, and I do think it's funny. So to think about that, because it was probably higher than a kite when he did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I yeah I. I like that they they got him to do that. I mean, you have people show up at at other places too. There's there's all sorts of cameos throughout here, but Donnie Depp makes makes that little cameo appearance, which is a little out there. But it's that that joke actually I did laugh at. I was like, well, okay, that's not that's not Freddie's worst line in this movie. I can go with that. That's okay. Uh, but yeah. but Spencer's death eh, not so great. Now John 
John Doe's death, I, I love how he tricks him, and this is where they do the reveal about, oh, it's not, it's not a boy, it's a girl, you know, I have a daughter, and he basically cuts his parachute in his dream so that he falls to his death. The part of it that I hate is that Freddy wheels out a bed of spikes like Wile E. Coyote for him to fall on. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> was kind of stupid. But the falling death, like, falling dreams, everybody has those, man. Like, they jolt me. Everybody. I, I can get that. Everybody can relate to that. But I don't know. I just, again, it's all, all these things are played up for laughs, and they go on just a little long. Though John Doe's doesn't. I will say that John Doe's death is the one that I feel like doesn't go on too long and, and actually works because it doesn't go on so long. Yeah, that was a very quick one, and of course, the whole theme for Johnny John Doe here is the fact that he's been falling all the time. Like, right, this right. whole movie, he's falling from a house, falling from an airplane, falling from everything, and then what? How does he die? He gets cut off on a parachute and falls to his death. Right, exactly. Like that's so. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's just like I said, I. Uh, that was the one that I, I'll give the pass to. I thought it was okay. That's the funny thing. There's, there's three kills in this movie, and I'm like, there were at least two other pieces of dead meat here. You know? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I like Yifit Koto, but there's no reason Doc needs to live. He tells everything you need to know in two scenes about him. You can kill him. And why does Tracy, the tough girl kickboxer, get to live? What purpose does she serve? Ah, great question. <laughs> she... That's a great question because she doesn't do a whole lot in this whole movie anyway, other than try to be a badass chick and let's just face it, no. No. It's kind of like Yvonne last time. I don't know how she lived either, but she did. I guess because Lisa needed the babysitter so or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's how that had to go. But, I mean, really, I I don't know how Tracy got to live. She's a lame character. Can we just say it? I, I didn't oh, care. Absolutely. I hated her. I thought she was terrible. Um, Lisa... The therapist, also Freddie's daughter, maybe the worst actress I've seen in the series so far. I, I'm that's saying something with Lisa Zane. That's a high bar, I know, but I think she may give the most dead-eyed, boring performance of anybody in this film. If 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 Robert England is mailing it in, I don't think she ever knew where the postcards and the stamps were. I mean, she seems to be someone who is reading her lines as like they're being fed to her. Like I, I don't get a sense at all. That she had any idea what kind of movie she was in. I would agree with you on that. It was not very good and it wasn't very like believable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't buy the fact that she was working in this place as a dream therapist. Right. She seemed to not know what she was talking about. She seemed like she always had to rely on Doc. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't a dream therapist. Maybe she was just someone who worked there and brought people in and checked them in. I don't even know. No, she's like part of the therapy team. She's just not the full licensed psychotherapist that I guess Doc is or whatever. But she would be like what Nancy was in part three. I, I will say the one credit I will give movie Brian because I am trashing it a little bit and that's pretty obvious that I, I didn't care for it but I did like the idea of Springwood as this childless nightmare town basically like I did like the exploration of that now it's played off too much for silliness and laughs but I did like that concept and that idea that would have been a fun place to play around in and have a movie in I thought and I don't I didn't think they used that to its fullest effect no they really didn't and they the, all they basically did was say that Freddie was basically trapped there I did like the whole can't get out of town once you're in it thing where they were kept yeah. seemed like they kept going in circles and whatnot but well, they, yeah, yeah they, they've done that loop before you know yeah, yeah. and I, I liked that that they played with that again that, that they did catch him in the loop that was that was nice but again it's like oh that's a great idea go with that don't spend time with freddie screwing around with a chalkboard or a power glove yeah. <laughs> okay right. we disagree there but that's okay uh, <laughs> Um, you're, a, you're, you're, you're an easy lay for the power glove. Let's just say it. Hells so. bells. I never even owned a power glove. But Neither anyway. did I. I did have the power mat though. That thing. Oh, that thing. Not. That was a. That was a workout. I won't tell you. So. Well, they got. They they keep it up. You know, we got the wee boards and everything else. So. Yeah. It's a, it's obviously a hit. 
<laughs> um, you know, we're getting kind of towards the end here where everything kind of gets the big reveal. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of the, the big flashback where we got to see, you know, the, the dungeon area? We got to see the the wife come out screaming in horror, saying, I won't tell anyone, and then him killing her. I thought that was great. And the fact that it's played from the point of view of the kid makes it even more terrifying. Oh, I'm like, yeah. well, this, I was like, finally, this movie figured out how to do something terrifying. If only they could have stuck with that. Mm-hmm. They it, it would have been a great ending because it's it it doesn't it, the whole thing is is that Freddie has become this sympathetic thing in pop culture like the the producers are acutely aware of that okay the fact that people love the serial killer and they feel kind of weird about that like they they'll talk about it that they all felt like that's not what the point was so they had to come up with some way to make him evil and menacing again in a way that they felt like they could get people to turn on him. Yeah. Right? And this is a great way to do that. I oh, thought yeah. it was brilliant for that. And it only lasts like five minutes. And that's the thing that kills me. It's like, it's five minutes and they could have made the whole thing work around that and then they go back to, to cheese Well, I still think that it. they could have made a whole backstory movie on Freddy. Oh, I agree. Look, that, I mean, and that would look, be great. In the next one that we, in one of the next ones we review, we've got New Nightmare, and then we've got the remake. My hope for the remake was totally built around the idea of like, well, nowadays you can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I want the dark backstory. I want it to be net. You shouldn't want to dress up like Freddy after seeing it. Yeah, you know, like exactly. I, that's what I want. And we'll talk about what we get when we get there. But I felt like this one, this is the that idea. They sort of put it out there. It's like, man, that looks interesting. And I'll say this, you know, I've. I've dinged on Robert England the whole time from mailing it in. I do think this is the part of the movie he was interested in. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he he clearly has a different energy when he's playing live Fred Krueger versus Freddy the Dream Demon. I agree. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the whole sequence and the whole thing that mommy had to, mommy had to. What, what do you say? Mommy had to pay for what she did or whatever. What was that? Mommy had to take her medicine. What was his line? Yeah, something like that. I can't yeah. remember it exactly. But, but yeah, it's, it's I, one of those things that like only a sadistic killer abuser would say. Yeah, you know, just like, look, look, look what, what he did. Yeah, Look what you made me do to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of those. And it's like, oh man, yeah. But that, you know what? That's what we should want. Like I should want to not want Freddie to win anymore. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> like I've, I've got to root. For, the problem is, is that I can't root for Lisa or any of her people because they don't <laughs> care. I don't care about them. They're not interesting. Well, and the fact that she becomes his daughter, who cares? Well, like, it's, yeah. And the thing know. is, is that they tease the fact that here she is going to put on this glove and become her dad, right? And that just doesn't happen. And I was like, that's how yeah. it should have gone. She should have suddenly put the glove on, released Freddy Krueger, you know, killed him off, and become the next Freddy Krueger. And unfortunately, oh. it's just kill him with his own yeah. knives and be done. Done a, done a Jamie at the end of yeah. uh, Halloween 4 then, right? That's exactly. Right. I, you know what? I, I don't uh, disagree that that would have been a better idea than what they do. Well, they um, could have kept the franchise going if they really wanted to, but... Well, that's, a, that's the thing. They didn't. They wanted to kill it. So the way they decided to kill it is that well, we... Yeah, can we talk about the 3D? Like the fact that they work it in as yes. part of the plot. Okay. Yes. Uh, when when you see a character put these glasses on, you put yours on too. Okay. That you got to have the the cue for the audience. So fine. But like the in the dream, these can be whatever you want them to be. And I'm like, oh god, who wrote this? A sixth grader? Oh, where I mean, have we seen that before? I know, right? <laughs> like, I was like, oh well, I know where they ripped that off from now, so, and did it much better, I might add. Yeah. But yeah, I this was. Let's just call it, man. It's it's awful, right? It the, looks so bad in two D. It's what they and it's what they spent the money on. And it looks that's even thing. worse in three D. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like this thing is like usually the stuff that's supposed to be three D. You watch it in two D and you do miss something. That's the point. There's, but when you watch it in three D and it's actually worse, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There's no. so many this, things they could have done. In three D, the knives the, coming at you. They, I mean, right. just so many things, and they did that. They put big, yeah. ugly sperm at us. 
I know, and I get I get some some throwing stars sort of coming at me at one time. I'm like, is there anything more late eighties, early nineties than that? You know, <laughs> so the 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 fake ninja weapons and then a pipe bomb. And that's the thing is like Lisa stabs Freddy with his own glove, and I'm like. We've seen that before. Like, like uh, Nancy did that to him, right? Like, that should be the thing, is that you've got to stab him, like, in the head with it or something like that. You know, we, one of those things. But I love how they're like, no, that's not enough. And she she plants that bomb on him to blow him up, to blow him to bits. And the, the problem, though, is Freddy doesn't even get a good last line. Kids. That's his whole last, like, that's it? <laughs> I'm like, that's terrible. Right, he dies with that. Yeah. Famous last yeah. words. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty sad. Um, yeah. It pretty, pretty bad. And then, of course, the demons somehow escape. Well, of, co- of course, because, I mean, you can't destroy those. They're eternal, so they just are like, oh, we've got to go find somebody else now. My so body is off. finally gone. <laughs> yeah, they swim off into... That's when my wife asked, she's like, so where did those go? Is that what happens in Freddy vs. Jason? I was like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no. I said, Probably in one of the 50 scripts that were written for that movie, it's in there, but not, not in the one we see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the 3D showdown in the dream world. And then only punctuated by the fact that Lisa has got to go, <laughs> Freddy's dead. And then we get that crappy Alice Cooper song. Who, by the way, that's his second appearance. Now, he, he does have a flashback. It's Freddy's dad. You know, like, well, I guess Freddy's dad would be Alice Cooper. So, so now, he's been in a, now he's been in the Jason movie and a movie. And we get that, like, montage of Freddy's greatest kills at the end, right? Which yeah, I don't I think there are any from part it. two. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I've watched it, it before. I didn't watch it this time. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I, I, uh, I yeah, I, I just came out of it like underwhelmed. I think just sort of my feeling about it. I was just like, that's it, huh? You know, I was like, well, that's I made it to the end, yay! You know, and and I did I did a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon once by myself before I knew we were going to review it and stuff. I had done this where I watched all six of them, and I remember coming up to the sixth one and watching it and being like, I'm glad there's some more because if they had ended on that, I mean, what a what a bummer! What a just a real, I mean, just so much untapped potential in this is the thing brian like it's it's not that it that it's miserably and it's fun for that and it and it's not that it's you know wacky dude like you know part two or anything like that it's just that it's like almost good and then it just craps out like that's how i feel about this whole film if i had to sum it up that's exactly how i feel about it well jay why don't you go ahead and give us your popcorn (laughs) rating then on this movie Yeah, might as well, right? I guess we, we guess we are at that point. Well, yeah, I, small popcorn, man. I mean, just, <laughs> just, I mean, there's some laughs, I guess. There's a couple that there's there's that five minutes again that I think is like, oh, there's that movie. It's hidden in here. It's this dark, great thing here, but they just never realize it. It's just totally unrealized potential all the way. So, small popcorn, and my by far my least favorite of the series. I'm going to say that it's also Miley's favorite of the series, but I didn't hate it. That's the thing. I didn't hate this movie. I got a kick out of, like I said, I, I got a kick out of some of those kills. I sadly think that torturing the deaf guy was funny, and and <laughs> maybe I need to rethink my life. But, um, <laughs> I think you need to seek some therapy from Doc, <laughs> man, or something. But I do, I do agree. This is a small popcorn. If I had to pick any Freddy movie to watch, this would be the last one I pick, and I probably wouldn't pick it. I'd probably go find something else. So I'm going to join you on the small popcorn and just say, you know, it's worth watching one time. Throw it away. Don't bother again. Yeah, I don't think I would ever recommend anyone to see this. Like, even if they were super Freddy fans, like, I don't think there's enough here to grab you at all for this movie. Well, I do like, think just, that the, you know. the, the back scenes and the backstory is worth seeing. If you can um, kind of, like, uh, find a mashup of just those, I think those are cool and worth seeing. But otherwise, I agree. Yeah, it's just it's not it's just not worth it. And you know, we're at the end of the series proper, so we do need or I do want to ask you, give me your your ranking of the six Nightmare on Elm Street films. How would you rank them in uh in order? Oh gosh. Um 
Now I gotta rack my brain here. I would go with one is the best <laughs> easily. Um, we, even with the shitty acting yeah. that's in there, it's it's by far the best story. I mean, if without a good number one, what's the point of going to a number two, right? Um, then I would go probably with number maybe number four, then three, then five, then two, then six. Okay. I'll echo you. The first one is the classic one. It's the best one. And then I would say three, four, five, two, and six. And I don't hate two. I just think it's kind of the outlier. It doesn't fit everything else, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's really hardly anything they hang on to from it. But the other ones, like, you know, three, four, and five are kind of their own little trilogy. Right. There, like if, you want, if you want to say it. So they sort of fit together. And I think they work kind of in that succession. Six is by far the lowest one, like the worst one of all of these. And um, I, I'm glad we agree on that at least. So that you know, at least you can admit that it's it's only for your own sick, twisted desires that you like this movie. Watching poor dead people <laughs> be punished. I didn't know this about you. All these years of podcasting with you, and now I learned something new. Uh, I'm so, a sick bastard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, we are, we are at the end of that, but we're not done with Freddy yet, man. We got two more Freddy movies proper. We got Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is its own thing, and then we've got uh, the remake that came out in 2010. And then you and I are teaming back up with Ron to cover Freddy versus Jason at the end of October here. So thanks again for joining us, folks, on Filmstrip. Of course, you can find all of our episodes on our iTunes feed, also on our website, continuousplaypodcast.com slash movies. Hook up with us on Facebook, Twitter. Let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate your support. Until next time, for Brian, I'm Jay. Thank you for listening to Filmstrip. Thank you for listening to Filmstrip. You can find more episodes on our website, continuousplaypodcast.com forward slash movies. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes and link up with us on Facebook. The Filmstrip theme music is produced and performed by Frozen Lake 121. <laughs>